Welcome to the Spa Girls podcast, the self-publishing podcast for authors. You're in the right place for the best writing, marketing and publishing advice, plus interviews with industry experts and best-selling authors. I'm Cheryl Phipps. I'm Shara Barrett. I'm Wendy Vella. And I'm Trudy Jay. And I, ha- I just want to say, Cheryl, that mm-hmm. you read that so beautifully. Mm. I feel like you could have been a news Newsreporter. She still could. Like she still could. There's never nothing is too late. Nothing is too late. I'd watch her on the news. A nice yeah. tone to her voice. Yes, I sound like, you know, I've had 50 packets a day, bottle of whiskey, and I'm talking. You know, but she was loaded. All right. We don't need to do a podcast on the podcast. So this week, this week is the week of the new year. Um, I don't know if it's quite the new year when this goes up, but we're approaching the new year. The plane is landing, <laughs> about to land into 2024. Yes. Exactly. And so, so with that plane analogy in mind, we thought, well, not even, I'm not even going to go there, but we thought we'd give you eight awesome tips for a great new year kickstart mm-hmm. little things big things stuff that you can do All that will jump start you into an amazing 2024 mm-hmm. none of which cost money just saying Oh, yeah, good point. That's yeah, a good point. It's a good thing because you just spent it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all still recovering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I put on a few pounds, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so who wants to do the first one? I think maybe it's Cher. Okay. You've got the very first one. Yeah, well, my first one, I think, just sets the tone, really. Make sure you know what you want for 2024. So, what is the goal? What is the outcome by the end of this year that you hope to achieve that you're going to do your very best to achieve? So, you know, there's so many things that could go into there. It's like a big pot of uh, things and tools and experiences and all that that you can throw into. But what are you going to get out of it at the end? Yeah, Mm. that's awesome. And there's one thing, because we were just at a planning day yesterday, Mm. and I was, (laughs) one thing I'd add to that is that um, don't try and do everything. <laughs> it's no. kind of like what Sarah Cannon talked to us about with the whole HB90 thing. It's like know what you want, but don't make it everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so maybe just try and find like like I did the year of adventure one year, and that was an awesome year where I did lots of adventure adventurous things. But like 2023 for me has been trying to be it's a year of going wide, but it's also been the year of iteration of trying to make sure that I'm doing the best I can and like going yeah. and I've put print books up everywhere and I was a bit haphazard about that before. So so thinking of something, um, and we've talked about this previously, like maybe even just a word like iteration or something like that, mm. but something that mm. sets the tone for 2024 and maybe mm. just if you're setting goals, my thought would be don't set too many goals. Make yeah. it about yeah. one thing or one group of mm. things. Yeah. Mm. And write it down. Because mm-hmm. it might be fresh to you now, but in mm. three months' time when you're getting distracted by all the things, all the mm. shiny things, it's really good to come back to that written down. But when you get to the end of the year and go, mm, what was I supposed to do this year? <laughs> I know there was something. <laughs> I think make things simple too, you know, like yes. this. Don't overcomplicate. Mm. I mean, that, so I think easy. that's, yeah, it's so easy, right? There's just mm. so much noise out there and so many new shiny ways of doing things. Just mm. find what works for you and stick to it and fine tune it and get it right. Yeah, mm. yeah. You know? Yeah, fine tuning's massive and it's, um, I mean, 
try things. Don't get me wrong, try things, but not at the detriment of you actually getting your work done. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are easy tools for procrastination. Mm-hmm. So yeah. focus, fine-tune down what works for you uh, and try and stick to that and do that to the best of your ability before you then shoot off with the shiny new toy, mm-hmm. you know. And knowing what you want means yeah. that you can use that to kind of, you know, does this fit in with what I had planned for this year? Does this, yeah. you know, no, it doesn't. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. put it on the list for next year or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Don't be hard on yourself if you don't get it all done. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I want to do it all. Yeah. I want so it got, now. What have we got next? I've um, got a list, Trudy, I think. Haven't you? I have got a list. And my, the second one is reverse engineer it. And I think, again, that was one that Cheryl came up with. So I want yeah. you to talk to that first, year. Well, I, I actually had a couple of examples. So if you want to earn more, um, are you going to learn ads to do that? Are you going to hire someone to do that? Um, are you going to put up more books? You know, what what is it going to take for you to earn more? And things that you can comfortably do or achieve. Yeah. So don't make it so big that it's just, you know, like you can't get your head around it or, you know, you can't afford to hire someone. Or These things you have to take into account whenever you set a goal for yourself. Is it actually achievable? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's good. And um, and the other thing I I had for that too is um, if you if one of it um, one of the reverse engineering was to be more prolific, then perhaps you're going to need to schedule some writing time mm. and make sure that you adhere to that. Yeah. So yeah, again, it's just actually fitting it in for the time that you have available to you as an author. Mm. Yeah, those are both really good examples. So mm. that nice. so if. The goal is more generic or bigger for mm-hmm. 2024. This is the specifics, right? Yes. The reverse engineering yeah. is the, these are the actual tasks that I have, that I would like to do, that I need to figure out mm-hmm. to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any other examples? Have you guys got things that you kind of, like we've talked about reverse engineering in terms of like, this is how long it takes me to write it. This is how long mm-hmm. it takes the editor to do stuff and mm-hmm. kind of working out a plan. But this is not quite that. This is, taking the idea or, or the, the iteration, for example, for me in 2023, it was I needed to figure out how to do a print book and I needed to redo all the front and back matter to be more generic for the other platforms. I couldn't mention Amazon in the in on the Kobo files and things like that. So, that, mm. so then my list became redo all the front and back matter and, and get the mm. cover, make sure the covers was right, yeah. you know, all those kinds of things. And that's what the we're talking about with the reverse engineering. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've also done an episode on reverse engineering a bestseller as well. And you could apply that to your own book as well. If you yeah. look at your books, if you've published more than one, look at what's selling the best and mm-hmm. work out how that book is different to your other books. You know, mm-hmm. is it the publication order? Is it the subject matter? Is it, you know, the keywords and category? All of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good to look at you to use this tip for also reverse engineering what's working for you as well it's it's i think a lot of the time we're focused on what's not working but look at what is working and it Mm. might not even be a book it might be when you write or it might be what particular writing tool or Mm. uh, advertising method you use do more of what's working and Mm. don't spend less time less time trying to make what's not working work (laughs) Yeah. So it's <laughs> so like looking at the data, looking at what you know. Mm-hmm. Looking at data doesn't lie. <laughs> mm. 
don't know. There's like, was it, what's the saying? Statistics? That's statistics though, but data, sales data, at the end of the day, Mm. all that really matters Mm. in terms of of doing this as a, as a, income mm. uh, whether part-time or full-time is is how much money you're making right mm. so you've got to look mm. at the income you know um you can be swayed by all kinds of things but you it's the cold hard numbers mm. yeah mm. and you know what this is something and i wanted to put it pointed out what we've had we, this is a discussion we were having the other week in um the uh, patreon facebook group is someone came up and said, oh, look, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. My book's not selling, whatever. And we were able to kind of help her and actually mm-hmm. talk through some ideas and mm-hmm. and figure out some things that she could maybe do to iterate and, you know, help with that. So if that's something that you're thinking about, that maybe consider looking at the Patreon and consider joining us in that Facebook group because it's something we can actually help with. Yeah. Um, so just putting that out there. Mm-hmm. Um all right, is that everything we have for reverse engineer it? Like, is mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. Like, just looking Definitely at Definitely look back at the podcast yeah. too, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like anything, you know, like, if if you're not sure, like, if you say, I want to earn a million dollars in 2024, but you've never even published a book. Be realistic. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not an awesome thing to try and reverse engineer. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's, a, yeah, so just. Wouldn't even know where to start with that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I like the idea of like just um yeah like picking something like I want to go wide or I want to mm. write three more books or yeah. I want to you know just just mm. pick one thing that you know that you can manage and 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 do that would be awesome okay so the next one is fine-tune your processes or document your processes and I'm pretty sure Wendy had this one mm-hmm. so maybe if we go to Wendy and she can yeah, I mean, I think working, going back over the year is really important to work out what worked for you. So going back over 23 and say, well, and, and for me, you know, a few things came up and one of them was um, some social media and I ha- I axed it because it was taking up too much time. It made no difference for my sales at all. So um, I think the fine tuning and working through your processes, what this allows, you know, it might give you more time to do other stuff because you're doing stuff you don't actually need to be doing or stuff that's not actually helping your career. Um, so I think just going back over your processes, you know, what you use, things like that can really help um, going forward. And I, I think we're always fine tuning as authors. I think, we're, you know, new things come on the scene, things change on, you know, Amazon changes something, whatever. There's always going to be a certain um, element of that in your career. But I think actually looking at, looking back at what you do and how it works and your writing time and, and do you need to schedule, like she said, you know, these are my writing hours and, and really guard them. Um, and you haven't, maybe you've allowed... Uh, outside influences to sort of you know change that and you know do you want to go for a coffee yes I'm going whereas what you should be saying is no I'm not going to go until I finish my writing that sort of thing I think is really important just working your career out so you don't I think it's really important that your career doesn't stress you to the max there will be times that it does but I think the more organized you were the less you will be stressed Mm -hmm. And organize it in a way that makes sense to you yeah I Mm. again I, I did a planning session and we it was me and my assistant and we've been working together for a while now and and we kind of were like okay so we put a whole bunch of stuff in Trello 
For example, yeah. and the spa girls, we use Trello all the time. Love it. Mm-hmm. Works perfectly for us. It's a it it just works. And then I thought, fantastic. I'm going to use it for me and my assistant. And we put all this stuff in there. And then I never looked at it again. Like mm-hmm. literally, I was asking her, where's that information that we had yeah. at that point? Where was that list? And she's like, Oh, I think it might be in Trello. And we we didn't even know. And so so part of what we did the other day was um put like figure out a system where we or a live document and we're doing it through via Dropbox because I use Dropbox a lot. We're using it for connection with like she picks up a lot of stuff for the um for um things that I'm using out of Dropbox. It's something that's working for us and we're trying that out. But that's just like something that we it's iteration again. It's kind of like we mm. tried something, it didn't work. So we realized it didn't work. And now we're trying something else. Like we're trying to figure something that works and is sensible for the two of us working together. Fine mm. um, tuning, constant. Yeah. And it's like those sticky notes that you were using, Wendy. Like, yeah. I use um, Sticky as an app on my computer. Um, yeah. And it's been life changing for me because. Mm. I don't like to have to go to my diary every five minutes and look at it, or I don't like to have to, whereas I just open my computer and there's a whole list of sticky notes Mm. on there. Mm. And it's quite funny, you know, because um, Wendy and I are both big on not um, overloading ourselves with too many apps and too too much of this and that. And then this morning you showed it to us on the screen, and I, I also work off a Mac, and it was like, oh my gosh, I totally know that will work for me because yeah. I'm a very visual person mm. and I do have a diary which I look at every single day. Mm. But, I mean, let's face it, I'm on my laptop more than I'm doing anything else. I don't sit on my phone a lot mm. and I and I lift up that lid on the, the Mac and it's going to be there. And so oh, yeah. thank you, Wendy. I, that's something that I'm going to use. Yeah, I think, you know, like I always go in there, I go in there and I put week beginning. You know, it works mm. for me and the chores. Yeah. Mm. So mm. I see it because I spend all my time on computer. Yeah, it works yeah. for me. But mm. I think fine tuning is massive, massive. Mm. And just going back through your processes and discarding what doesn't work, even mm. if someone's told you you have to have to use it. Mm. No. Yeah. And what works for one, like like Shah doesn't like the idea of the stickies and she's quite happy with her. I like the idea, diary. but I just know what works. And yeah. so I'm not going to, I mean, I'm, I'm attracted to anything new and, and mm. like that kind of thing, but mm. I know it works. And but knowing I, what works is the is the ideal, isn't it? It's yeah, the, it's it's actually what we're all searching for. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, new things come up, and and I think it's good to investigate them. But um, mm. yeah, find I think mm. fine tuning, and also fine tuning your books as well. I think is really mm. important. I think, mm. um, you know, the more you the further you get down the the publishing and the writing road, the more you know, and and you might not feel like that sometimes when we're learning anything. And I know myself the the more you know, the more you realize what you don't know. Yeah, but absolutely. You do. You're yeah. picking up things all the time. So I think it's really good to go back and actually look at what you've already published and 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 to fine tune, you know, different mm. things that we're going to talk about in future future yeah. points coming up. <clears throat> The processes thing is something that we, like we can't. I think we think about fine tuning books, maybe, or fine tuning our writing, mm. but sometimes we don't think about fine tuning the processes, mm. like fine tuning how we do it. It's that mm. that I I love the idea of kind of mm. yeah. That's it's the knowing how yeah. long it's gonna take you to do something, timing mm. yourself. I don't mm. know that kind of thing mm. is it's fascinating. Anyway, okay. Um, the next one is a really practical um, tip. So. Um, it's Cheryl's again because Cheryl's a freaking genius at these tips. So that's but do you want to do you want to do it, Cheryl, or do you want? Um, what is it? 
Uh, well, it's... Oh, uh, sorry, it's check you look inside, sorry. Yeah, check inside, you look inside on Amazon and see how it looks and see how it reads. And, um, you know, I, sometimes it's glaringly obvious that you've made a spelling mistake, it doesn't make sense, or you could write it a lot better. And I think that's very important. We we put a book up sometimes and we just forget about it. You know, and we might be doing ads to it. We might be doing all the things, but are we actually really looking at it? Because mm. I know I, I don't do it very often. I don't mm. do as much as I should. And um, I think by looking inside, you, you, you will see immediately, you know, like if you looked at it from a reader's point of view and not from you as the writer, you, you wrote it, you know what it says, but can you make it more enticing for a reader? I think nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to do that, and it's and it's actually quite an easy fix. Yeah, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. something that we. Um, I know when I first started, I was like, uh, we went to that RAM in 2019. Actually, that was not even when we first started, and um, Laurel and Page talked about changing your covers, and I was like, what is this magic? that she yeah. talks of and, and the idea that it wasn't set in stone once it was done you know once it was mm. there you could change things you could change the cover you can change the the first chapter you know you can mm. change the stuff that's on your look inside and if you're if it's been up for a while and it's not doing how you how you know doing as well as you were hoping it would be maybe something as simple as changing that is going to be what you know steps it up mm. you know? absolutely mm. We had Laurelyn on the podcast um, that is still absolutely as relevant and yeah. now as it was then. And so I'm going to make sure that we put a link to our reverse engineering podcast in the mm. show notes, but also the Lauren and Page podcast. Mm. If you're on your podcast app, you just um, search for that under our under our show. Um, mm. Just put in Laurelyn Page. But She's it's super smart well, lady. well, mm. well worth a listen. Mm. Yeah, and it is. She's a constant fine tuner. I mean, really, it's like an engine, isn't it? You still need to to keep it mm. well maintained, and that's no different for your books. Mm. Yeah. What's absolutely. the ne- next one, Trudel? Trudel. Um, it is get your newsletter humming, which I believe we humming. need. Like a was, was yours like a Ferrari engine? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think by that I mean you know also just go into your list and get rid of all the unsubscribes and the cleans. You know, like uh, do wherever whatever provider you're with, go in and clean it all up. Um, that's that's huge. Um, you don't want those unsubscribed hanging about in there. Not unsubscribes and uh, people who aren't opening, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but also if you're with Mailchimp, you're paying for unsubscribes, right? You know, just think tidying up your list, right? You're looking at me blankly, people. Oh, oh, because I'm with Mail and Light, and we yeah, don't, you guys are different. Don't have to yeah, fair call, fair call. Yes, yeah, you do. It's a new if you're thing, with, on Mailchimp, on then you should change. I was going to Google it right now. Do you pay for your unsubscribed unless you archive them, and you do? Yeah, mm. so you archive them. I wouldn't yeah. actually delete them. Uh, well, I think archive them. Error, yeah. Archive yeah. them. Yeah. Get them off the whatever them. whatever you're paying for because, yeah. boy, those fees can go up no matter yeah. what provider yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, mm. archive them. So anyway, that's the first thing. Check. I would check your autoresponders, you know, like all of that side of it. Um, are there any mistakes? Do the links all work, you know? Mm. Sign up here for your bonus news, you know, content or whatever. Mm. All of that. It doesn't hurt to go through and check all of that. Uh, mm. Is everything relevant? You know, is you, you know everything. Um, and then I would plan out what what you're gonna what what sort of 
what avenue are you going to go down with with content this year? You know, how is that going to work? Is there going to be a theme or are you going to each month, um, how often are you going to send your newsletter? All of that sort of stuff. I think we just have a newsletter. We pop it up and and we chuck it all in, but we don't look at all how how it operates as well as we should. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's important. Um, yeah, I have I have two suggestions. Like one is, so for example, Wendy's newsletter. She does this great thing. She's quite funny, and it's mm. it's a little bit of the funny humor that she has in her books as well. So it's a mm. reflection of that. Um, but she talks about Mister V and his and his desire to have the mugs in a straight line in the <laughs> how Wendy yeah, is yeah. the one that comes along and makes them crooked again and it messes with them. you got to keep them on the toes, mate. You yeah. know? And buys them a different yeah. colour. Yeah, I yeah. do deliberately. I put clear ones in the other day, nearly had heart attack. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, but those are funny stories yeah. that are really engaging. And but they make them make personal connect to you. you. If, you, if you're not yeah. someone who writes funny or does funny, then just do something mm, else. Yeah. There but are it's... a lot of options for newsletters, but I think we tend to are always rushed. So we're just like, oh, just chuck that newsletter out. Yeah. yeah you can't. You don't, it's not something you forward plan, is it, a newsletter? You kind of get get to that stage in the week and it's like, oh, my gosh, tomorrow I yeah. need a newsletter. I mean, I decided <laughs> to write two stories in my newsletter this year and each. I'm just like, well, who does that? Yeah, crazy person. That's who does yeah, that. Yeah, crazy person. But the, the – oh, okay, so maybe the other thing I want to say is that to make it easier to get over that kind of, oh, my God, I've got to do my newsletter, is what I've done is – created sections and we've done it for the Spargo's podcast mm-hmm. one too I don't yeah um but it's like the beginning is always a little ramble about me yeah, what I've yeah. been doing and then there's a um a bit of advertising or yeah but your yeah, book. like I, I'll talk about another yeah. book if it's relevant mm-hmm. or I'll talk about recommendation um, yeah recommendation um or, or one of my books if I've got something on sale and then I have the this um Fleur Beaufort I can't even remember her name oh my god Beaufort this character Beaufort Beaufort I can't even oh. I say Beaufort when I read your Beaufort. 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 <laughs> you say it the posh way um and 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 this character and I just make up these random things that she's been doing recently and and that's just but that's there and I know I have to do it and then there's the chapter from a book so so those are just kind of for me that makes it easier and I kind of mm-hmm. and I've thought about what's going to appeal to my readers and I yeah. um I do notice that I, I even I still have a spike in sales on a on a the day that I send it out as well so I kind of know that it's still working for me in terms yeah. of what I'm sending and what's going yeah. out so that's so maybe that's another thing like make sure or if you if you're sending a link or you've make sure people are clicking Mm. And if they're not clicking, maybe iterate it or figure out why they're not clicking. I think mm. that's really important because if you're doing something in your newsletter that requires somebody to click, um, I, I, I especially know with MailerLite, it's so easy because you get a report. So you have a look. It's it's not, you know, some people get really thrown by data and statistics, but it's a very quick, easy little check. And you can see which links that they're clicking on the most and in fact, which ones they're not clicking on at all. And so you can save yourself a lot of heartache and time by not doing that thing, or like Treaty says, doing it differently. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah, I think I think little things like that are quite important. Mm. I've got two more things just to add on to the newsletter humming thing. The first one is that I firmly believe you should schedule at least quarterly but preferably monthly to download to export all your subscriber lists onto your own computer um you know unlikely but you just never know what's going to happen to a mailing a mail provider no matter who it is and if your account gets locked out or whatever but you own 
the people on your list, your, the names of the people you don't own the people. <laughs> we no, own you own you own own people. Like, you know, you know what I mean? They're their own people, right? But, <laughs> but, <laughs> they are allowed to do their own lives, right? Yeah. But for those who I work for, I absolutely download and I have a monthly reminder on the first of the month. I download, export, and it takes literally two minutes to do. And it's well worth it. And then I just file them away, name it, you know, for example, January 2024 as at. I also download the unsubscribes and I download, um, uh, depending on what your lists are called, but I download everything in there. And that way you've always, always got a relatively up-to-date list should something happen to your mailing account. And you just schedule it and I have recurring tasks every month that I do, you know, whether it's printing off bank statements or whatever, and that's one of them. And the second thing um, that I would remind everybody is that people are coming to your newsletter all all the time at different stages. And I think it's easy when you've been having your newsletter for a while as an author to think they've heard it all before or they understand what your books are or they know your different series, maybe older series. Mm-hmm. And so I, as Tudor was saying with the sections idea, I think it's really good to have a a section or a, a even if it's just a graphic that goes back to a previous series you've had or a serious book. Keep mm-hmm. reminding people of what you've already read because you'll be amazed. You could be sending that newsletter out for five years and that the person might have been receiving them for five years, but at some point they're going, like, oh, I don't know, didn't know you wrote that. You know, mm-hmm. never assume that people are following your entire journey linearly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, they open it's every single point. email, right? They might yeah. open mm. one in five exactly. and they've missed all the others. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I think, and I don't know if this is, I, I feel like this is a New Zealand thing, but maybe wider than that is don't be afraid to repeat yourself and say the same thing. Mm-hmm. And don't, yeah, and like you said, don't, you're saying don't assume, but also don't, don't be afraid to send them full stop like yeah. I remember when I first started sending them out weekly I was like oh maybe they're gonna feel like I'm sending them too much and oh it's gonna be a problem but no one has ever complained about that like no the one thing is if they don't like it they'll unsubscribe yeah exactly. and if you had a huge amount of unsubscribes every time then maybe they don't want to hear from you that much yeah but you know if if it's only just a few you're going to get a few no matter who you are yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't take it's them a, personally. A, a, a newsletter is a living thing. It's, it, there's always going to be new people coming on and there's going to be people dropping off. And that is normal, natural way of life. That mm. is, don't You don't need to make it a personal thing every time mm-hmm. someone um, comes off. And the other thing I wanted to say is we're afraid of being ourselves um, sometimes, that we're afraid of kind of letting... Putting ourselves into our newsletter. Putting ourselves into our newsletter. And I do think that the ones that are most successful that I like the most are where the author is prepared to put a little bit of themselves in there. Like, say, Lucy Score is very good at this. Um, Penny Reed is very good at this. Um, mm. KF Breen is really good at mm. this. So they're all very different personas, but mm. they're not afraid. Because we do talk about branding and how you kind of you want to have an author persona and things like that. And that, that's I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm just saying within that author persona find a way to be a bit of yourself in there too like don't make it all about this this Mm. fake person that you've created because i I do think that people prefer that or want to connect with with the real person they don't really want to connect Mm. with this they want it to be personable don't they they want Mm. to to have some sort of connectivity 
Mm. And, and you, you don't have to put all your secrets in there. No, no. no. <laughs> all you your health to... issues. Yeah. No. Well, and that's the thing, right? That, so some authors do do that, mm. um, but they will connect to the readers who want that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So the, yes. the right readers will find you if you put the, you know, the, the bit of yourself out there and, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the people mm. who love Wendy's funny stories about Mr. V will be like, mm. oh, this is hilarious and I'm going to buy all Wendy's books and yes. whatever. Like, exactly. Mm. Yeah. That's a, That'd yeah. be nice. So yeah. Don't be afraid to mm-hmm. put a bit of mm-hmm. yourself in there. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. I feel like have we finished mm-hmm. that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. I'm going to steal it, and it was. Um, I think it was Cheryl. Cheryl was the big ideas um, lady. Is revamp your one blurb every month. Yeah. Tagline. Like, make sure you ta- you, you get your tagline to sing. And I think that's like you look at your books if you've got more than. I don't know, more than one. And you go, oh, it's such an effort to try and redo all of them. And oh, I should mm. probably iterate those blurbs, but it'd take me hours. But mm. just go one a month, like mm. one a month. And actually it's mm. not not just about redoing that blurb. It's also about good practice for you, right? Mm. Like I, um, I just think every time you can practice writing a blurb for someone else is awesome or for yourself, but also other people. But it's, it's good practice for you to get better at yeah. writing your blurbs for your own books. Like, mm. That's uh, yeah, and and not making it overwhelming. So doing it once a month is genius as well. So and I can say it's genius because it wasn't my idea; it was Cheryl's <laughs> idea. So I'm not well. Well, I just meant that you know, if you if you want to, you know, like if you've got a few books, it's it's just so much work, so much pressure on yourself. So if you broke it down to like, let's have a look at this the series, and we'll start with book one, and yeah. we'll do that, that that one this month. I mean, if you've got more time, obviously do do them all. But don't think I've got to do all my books right now because you know that they've look done at, all right so far. Look at the back far. of Cheryl. Look at the back of Cheryl and see how many books that <laughs> would require her to do. You know? Yeah, that's a lot of work, and you yeah. just yeah, yeah, nobody needs that pressure. <laughs> no. Yeah. But one a month is mm. doable. It's right? doable. That's and, right. yeah. and, that, and they're going to read that, and on the strength of that, they'll buy the book. So yeah. really, it's and vitally it, important, right? Mm. I would even suggest maybe not even a series, like the first in series, right? Like mm. go through the first in series of all your yep. different series, maybe, and mm. just redo that, and then yeah, you can go do that. And and also now. another another time for that is when you're doing ads. You know, if you're applying for a bookbub feature or um, yep. something like that, and you think, oh, is is that blurb really going to sell it to them? Is that the yeah. best I can do for mm. right now? You know, just take the opportunity yeah. when you can. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's Thanks. good. I think that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one is keywords and categories, and I'm going to send that to Shah um, mm-hmm. to talk about that. So checking them. Well, I think you need to go and listen to the Spa Girls podcast. On, uh, <laughs> 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 um, but of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll put a couple of links in there. We talked to um, to Dave Chesson, and I think, you know, there has been um, – and also Alex Newton of Kalytics as well. You know, Just I recently, think yeah. keeping an eye on like changes in new categories, um, particularly mm-hmm. with Amazon, they're often putting in new sort of subcategories yep. and things mm-hmm. like that. Yay, finally, small town romance. Um mm-hmm. And just make sure, you know, it has changed. You know, in the old days, you'll see a lot of, um, including on our <laughs> website probably, you know, the advice that you could request eight up to eight categories. Well, that that's gone burger so with amazon it's now three mm. um and just just really make sure that those keywords are still still relevant um mm. to the 
current book market, I would say. Mm. Um, obviously, they have to fit your book. But yeah. just check those. And, and again, not dissimilar to the blurbs is you don't have to, uh, and I wouldn't recommend you change them all at once, I think. No. But but pick a pick a book a, <laughs> book a month kind of thing, mm. uh, depending on your catalogue or a series a month and, and um yeah, just just mm. just check check everything, mm. yeah. um, because again, when you're further down the track, you can sometimes go back and think, oh no, that's not quite mm. yeah. So yeah. and also, um, sorry to to um, say, Char, but it's actually t- was actually ten categories. It was ten. Um, Thank you, pardon. That's right. We're allowed. Yeah. But but um, you know, the 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 school of thought at the moment is that if you had the ten, is that you don't necessarily have to change them. But I would still want to go in. And have a look um, at what you what you are in, just yeah. to make sure that they are really relevant. That they that they will put you in the top of the game, you know, of of the best categories for you, for your book. Yeah, and yeah. we've actually got a link that you can do that to check on which um, um, Shah might put in the um, notes for you this, too. I know that Dave Chesson on Candlepreneur used to have a, a widget thing that. Could do that. Yeah. Is he still yeah, that's yet? what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, yeah. we've got that a link was to what that. The, the one you were looking yeah. to. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Because yeah. um, that's talking of Dave Chesson and um, Kindlepreneur. Like I went into Publisher Rocket yesterday, day before, whenever, mm. and I just reminded again how useful that is for keywords. And it was Absolutely. not just not just looking up a keyword, but also like if you put one word in, it will give you a list of the similar phrases. It's telling mm. you how competitive that is. So sometimes one word can be really competitive and maybe you should consider another one if you're just starting out, for example. Yeah. And mm. There might be a better phrase that's slightly less competitive but still has a lot of people searching for it. Mm. And you can find all of that out on, on Publisher Rocket. So if you can possibly manage to squeeze that into your budget, I would suggest it's a, um, a useful thing for keywords. And also trying to figure out where you belong. Like, honestly, you go in there and you can click on a button and he will take you to all the books that are in that category. Mm. Or um, it can shows you what the blurbs are for those mm. particular but you know like just there's so much information and it's just helpful for when you're doing research into your keywords and categories um mm. i just and i would suggest don't do a single word unless it's like a really powerful word i would try and usually try and do phrases Jesus, yeah um, definitely uh, for keywords mm. and one thing um is another laurel and page thing from back in 2019 was that she I remember her saying she changes her keywords periodically, not because she hates those particular keywords, but because sometimes it's just bringing it to a fresh audience. Mm. Like maybe she's, you know, like she's trying to refresh things up to try and find different audience. So maybe that could be as much as that. not change the wall, I think. Maybe just yeah. change, no, one, change one, one, one or two at a time. Yeah. 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 Just to see. I mean, I don't know if it, if it would work mm. necessarily, but it might just be something that refreshes up a book mm. that's been out for a few years and, and give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the next on the list? No. All righty. The reverb keyword. Okay. So I think we're on to the last one. Cool. It is Shah. Go forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Um, We've talked about the sunk cost fallacy um, on previous podcasts. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes again to an article on it. But I think sometimes... um, We've seen authors get stuck on trying to to rework or to try and breathe life into particularly a first book or a first series. And sometimes you, it's good to just keep moving forward. I think it's, or you spend all your time 
maybe advertising that that only book kind of thing, mm. you know. And I think it's keep moving forward. Wendy, I mean, we all preach this, but Wendy really always takes a point of hammering home that this is a long game and to mm. to play the long game you've got to have more than one book more than one series or mm -hmm. or a, a bigger series or more books in a series because once you do that then that just opens up the world of new readers and yeah. possibilities and making your advertising have a good return on investment mm -hmm. so i think it's really important to get me forward and i i totally get why it's easy to 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 want to make something keep polishing something or to try and mm -hmm. figure out why that xyz isn't working and and reflection is important, but at, at, at some point you've just got to keep moving forward. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, if you spend yeah. time reworking the same thing over and over again, you're not getting any new yeah. new works out there, and it mm. does matter. Mm. And you do every time you do something new, kind of thing, you mm. know. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's like those people who keep polishing the first three chapters. Mm. Yeah, never finish absolutely. The book, right? We've all been there, right? All yeah. been there. Oh, my gosh, yes. of them. Mm. So, yeah. so right, finishing one book is awesome and, you, and puts you in this, you know, um, exclusive category of people who have actually finished a book, but actually then it's the next book and then yeah. it's the next mm. book. Yeah, and mm. yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But enjoy the moment of finishing your first book. Absolutely. I was just yeah, going to yeah, say totally. Embrace it. Yeah. Embrace don't, it. Don't just yeah. jump into the next book. Just, no. you know, yay. <laughs> but don't spend three years um, advertising to the one book and never write. No, don't no. do that either. No. Don't do that. <laughs> okay um i that's the end of our eight tips but i feel yeah. like that we want to have one more bonus tip that's just a bonus a bonus tip a bonus tip but it's mm. to give you a new year a kickstart mm. we got one i haven't got one i just thought that we should have one just something that's mm. a bit more positive than where we were just a minute ago uh, I, bonus I, tip. I would say look at on the spot yeah, I'd say look at popular culture um, in terms of what not so much not so much the TikTok trends, but more what's coming out in movies, what's coming out on the different streaming platforms and things like that. You often get a feel for where things go. Maybe it's paranormal elements, maybe it's small town elements, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's mm. always a good way. I mean, Look, if predicting trends was easy, we'd all be millionaires and yeah. we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We'd be charging you, you know, $10,000 for a workshop that takes 30 minutes and we'll tell mm. you how. It, 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 you know, some people yeah. are, but the people that are the authors that we've talked to that are particularly good at riding or getting on that, surfing that wave before it crests kind of thing, mm -hmm. are people that are really in touch with they can sort of see things moving and, and popularity mm. starting to swell for different mm. whether it's tropes whether it's um categories you know mm. of particularly in romance mm. um so i think it's you know it's it's fun not, to not do really research. talking about you're not really talking about switching genres are you no, you just you, no you kind because of, you can bring in like, those elements you yes, know um, yes. And, and it can often translate to cover cover mm. trends as well. You know, if you look at, for example, the Bridgerton series, and that's very, like, really bright. And traditionally, mm. you know, Regency covers, particularly the traditional ones, were sort of more muted tones or sort of paler. And, and so, you know, you'll see covers now for mm. Regency romances tend to be really bright. And the dresses mm. are not your typical what you'd expect to see mm. in, for example, Regency 
the real Regency times, but now you'll have the bright pinks and the, you know, that kind of thing. And it's a subtle Even the illustrated colour covers and yes, starting absolutely, to Absolutely, that Regency. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, many of them yeah. now just have flowers on the front, yeah, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of couples. It is a yeah. changing industry. So mm. I think it's good to, and I mean, that's a fun part of it, isn't it? You know, Evolve. You know, Keep keeping an eye on things, um, and, and not every day. Being being an being, <laughs> a, being a receiver of enter others' entertainment, I think yes. is just as important as the person that's writing it. Good one. Yeah, I like that's that. Mm. Okay, mm. awesome. Right. Well, that's another episode done and dusted. I feel and um, happy happy twenty twenty four. Yes, to everybody. Yeah. Um, mm. It feels weird saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. It feels like I'm, doing 20, that I'm really excited about 2024. I love that number. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that 20 nice. and 24 are good numbers. Nice 2023, numbers. no. Mm. Yeah. I like yeah. even numbers. 2024, it's going to be a good year, mm. yep. good vintage. I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think we're all going to have amazing, amazing year. So mm-hmm. um, I want to look forward to sharing that with you. <laughs> Take a deep breath. And, yeah. And uh, where and can we be found? And soak up the amazingness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so where can we be found? Sorry, we can we be found at spargirlspodcast.com yeah. and um, come and join us on our patreon.com forward slash spargirlspodcast if you'd like to take part and join our community and even um, book a coaching call with us that we do once a month um, just to, and we will help you at whatever stage of the writing or author journey you are. Um, yep. We particularly enjoy working with people that are starting out because mm-hmm. um, hopefully we can use our knowledge over over the more than eight years that we've been doing this and or publishing, I think we we need to do another head count, but I think a combined publishing of probably over 160 books by now. And and to just, you know, help guide you on your journey in the most the best way that works for you. Awesome. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us for another episode of the Spars Girls Podcast. We'll see you in 2024. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.